The Coffee House, an interdimensional odyssey, a science fiction fantasy radio show podcast by Edward Reed. Charles Rubin was born in the early 21st century. Clarification for those of you tuning in from other times and places. We're talking about level 36, 23, 16, 12 by 38142 in the Virgo cluster, Milky Way, Sun, Earth, United States, California, Arcadia, a suburb of Los Angeles. 21st century according to the Gregorian calendar. Charles's father, Dan Rubin, worked for the Perimeter Institute, and his mother, Jean, worked at CERN. They sort of came together over a, a shared love of experimental research that they couldn't get approved at their places of employment. When Charles was about four years old, he spent his afternoons playing in the backyard by himself. There was a tire swing hanging from a rope and a small clubhouse in the back where he would entertain the family tortoise and his imaginary friends. On one particular day, he was collecting and sorting various kinds of leaves when his mother called for him. Charlie! He came running. She wiped some dirt off of his face and brought him in to wash his hands. She said, Before you were born, your father and I opened a portal to a magical place. It's called the Coffee House, and from there you can meet anyone, anywhere, at any time. It was created by a man named Charles the Grey, who we named you after. Charles was very excited. Can we go? His mother said, Would you like that? Yeah! She walked with him down the hall, into the den where his father did much of his work. There was an old antique writing desk to the left, underneath the window on the western wall. Opposite the entrance into the room, on the northern wall, there was a dresser with some books and statues of odd-looking Tibetan Buddhist deities that Charles was always fascinated by, usually a stick of incense burning. He walked in, his dad turned around in his chair, and said, did your mom tell you where we were going? Charles said, to a coffee house? His dad corrected him, we're going to the coffee house. His father approached the eastern wall. He placed his right hand against the wall. At first, it was barely discernible. You could just start to see a, a changing of the color and the quality of the light there on the wall in the shape of a door. And eventually, it became more clear. They were starting to see what was on the other side. The floor was green, and there were some tables and chairs, and there was the night sky. His dad stepped through. He noticed a, a shimmery, rippling pattern on the surface of the portal as he did. His mom turned to him and said, Are you ready? His heart was racing. He was terrified, but he said, I'm ready. And they walked through. It felt like coming up out of the surface of water, if a water surface could be vertical. He saw patterns of the malachite on the floor looked around and saw wooden tables. He realized that they were on an island. You could see the edge and you could see the ocean beyond the floor of the place. He could smell the ocean breeze and the scent of freshly roasted coffee. His dad went to go talk to somebody, but his mom stayed with him as he walked to the edge. He could hear the whale song in the distance. And he also noticed that there were other islands and more behind them. And each island had what looked like a three-story mirrored pyramid with three doors on each side. And as he turned around to look where he had come in from, he saw a large mirrored pyramid 
and the door on the left, as he was facing it, led right back into the den. He could look right through, and he could see the dresser, and he could see the desk and the window. As he looked out toward the islands in the distance, he could see that there were one or two people flying in between the islands. His mother knelt down beside him and said, Here everyone can fly. If you jump off the edge of an island, you won't fall in the water. Young Charles said, How many islands are there? His mom said, So many that if you did nothing but count them for the rest of your life, you wouldn't be able to. Charles said, Why are there so many islands? She said, Because they need to make room for all the people visiting the coffee house right now. Young Charles walked to the edge of the malachite floor and looked down and he could see something of a sandstone cliff extending down into the waves crashing. He saw all kinds of exotic-looking fish traveling in schools. A whale came up for air in the distance. He remembers his parents introduced him to a few people, but he was much more interested in the island itself. After a little while, they returned went back into the den. His dad put his hand up where he had before, and the door faded back into a blank wall. When Charles Rubin started kindergarten, he tried to tell the teacher and the other children about the coffee house, but his teacher accused him of lying and making up stories. Eventually, he gave up trying to tell people the story. His parents told him that they wouldn't understand, that it's too far out for them, that people aren't ready, and all this sort of thing. But he used to draw pictures of what he remembered. Then, when he was in second grade, he was about seven years old, his parents told him that they had to take care of something very important. There was a babysitter, a girl from down the street, Charles knew. They told him they thought he was old enough to understand. They drew charts, and they, they used the example of folding a piece of paper and uh, having him visualize a ball moving through a two-dimensional plane to uh, conceive of higher dimensions. They explained that sometimes fifth-dimensional universes already complete with an infinite number of fourth-dimensional timelines, each with a beginning and end, uh, will sometimes crash into each other. And that when that happens, uh, sometimes one or two or three new universes are produced. Thirteen-some-odd billion years ago, that had actually happened and produced our universe. Then they explained that we were actually on a collision course with another universe, and they had to act very quickly in order to prevent our universe from ceasing to exist in a few minutes, and so they had to hurry. By backing up into the sixth-dimensional space in which these five-dimensional universes were crashing, they were able to see it, but by getting into the seventh dimension, uh, they were actually able to alter the course, but one of them had to stay in that other universe temporarily, while the other remained in that seventh dimensional space in order to alter the trajectory and allow our universe to continue existing. They told him that there were two possible outcomes. One was that they would leave and come back a few minutes later and everything would be fine. And the other would be that the universe would cease to exist and either way they would see him soon in some form or another. This was, of course, very heavy for Charles to absorb, but he knew his parents and he trusted them, and he, had, with tears in his eyes, he wished them luck and uh, said he would wait for them. And uh, so they opened the door to the coffee house. The babysitter was in the living room. Charles was in the den, and he watched them walk through, and the door disappeared behind them. So he sat on the floor, and as he looked over his left shoulder to his surprise, the writing desk and the dresser were gone. 
They had been replaced by a bed and a table with a television. The window was still there, and the view outside was the same, but nothing else was familiar. Then a young girl ran in and asked him who he was and what he was doing there. She was followed up by an adult, presumably her father, who was very non-understanding of the situation, and yelled at Charles and opened the door and told him to leave. Charles waited on the sidewalk, rocking back and forth and crying until the police arrived. I don't really want to dwell on this day, uh, because there's a lot more that I, I want to get to, but you can imagine this was a very traumatic um, moment for Charles. He was taken into foster care. It turns out that his parents had ceased to exist entirely. Charles, even at that age, was able to recognize that it was odd that he still existed if his parents had never existed. He knew that something had gone wrong. It, it hadn't gone as his parents predicted. Uh, but one thing was for sure, the universe was continuing to exist, so he thought that whatever had happened, they must have been successful. He felt a sense of pride, knowing that while he wouldn't be able to tell anyone, really, because they would think he was crazy, he was aware of that dynamic by then. He knew for himself that his parents were heroes, and that Everyone in his world owed their continued existence in uh, the present form to what they had done, whatever that was. And so he ended up in foster care, and uh, he was a bit withdrawn growing up. He uh, was an artist, painted scenes that people assumed were from his imagination, but usually they were his memories of the coffee house. Eventually he graduated, B's and C's in high school got a job temping, and got himself an apartment and a used car. One particular Saturday afternoon, he found himself in his old neighborhood where he had grown up. He started driving around. He couldn't remember the name of the street he lived on. So he just drove around more or less aimlessly until he saw it, and he knew it was his old house. It was painted blue, and it used to be yellow, but it was clearly the house. There was a for sale sign and an open house sign, and the front door was open, so he went ahead and parked, walked in. He met with the realtor, nice lady in a power suit. He asked if he could just walk around and look at the place for a little while, that he used to live there when he was young. She said, go right ahead, and she remained behind, waiting in the living room to see if any others would arrive. So he walked down the hall, and he walked in to the room where it all happened, the room that used to be the den that had transformed into someone else's bedroom. Saw the window where the desk had been, looked over where the dresser with the books on it had been, and he turned around and faced the eastern wall. And he thought, I wonder. And he walked up and he approached the eastern wall, the way his dad had in his memory from so long ago. He put his right hand up, and the hair on the back of his neck stood up on end as the quality of the light changed, and he began to see the sight on the other side, became clearer and clearer, until finally he saw the tables, he saw the malachite floor, he saw the people on the other side, he saw the ocean beyond them, he saw the islands beyond that, he saw the starry night sky. He put his hand up and felt the surface of the portal, slowly pressed his hand through, feeling that familiar sensation, 
like the surface of water if a water surface could be vertical. And he stepped through the portal into the coffee house. Mm -hmm.